are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes, over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you would like to discuss today's readings, you can do so over on the Facebook group, the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast group, and you'll be able to interact with me and other listeners and followers. We continue to read these reviews that have come in of the podcast. Today's comes from Patricia. Best book on Blessed Mary's humble life. My father was always reading books of the saints. He loved the mystical city of God and read it over and over. He practiced all virtues and was a very good example to my mother and my 13 younger siblings. Thank you, Father Looney, as I have not been able to read this work for many years but I look forward to your everyday reading and reflection. If you would like to help spread the word about the podcast, rating it and reviewing it on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on is helpful as it helps the podcast to get noticed by others and to be recommended in their feeds. Now, let us thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example in holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sor Maria, teach us how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir a flame in our hearts the same missionary fervor of Sor Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 153, and we are reading from Book 2, Volume 4, Chapter 10. Paragraphs 482 to 488. 482. After this interchange of words so full of mysteries, the divine child suspended the miracle of his transfiguration, or rather he inaugurated the other miracle, that of suspending the effects of glory in his most holy body, confining them solely to his soul, and he now assumed the appearance of one capable of suffering. In this form, the most pure mother now saw him, and still remaining in a kneeling position, and adoring him with profound humility and reverence, she received him in her arms from the hands of the holy angels. And when she saw him in her arms, she spoke to him and said, My sweetest love, and light of my eyes, and being of my soul, thou hast arrived in good hour into this world as the son of justice, Malachi 4.2, in order to disperse the darkness of sin and death. True God of the true God, Save thy servants, and let all flesh see him, who shall draw upon it salvation. Isaiah 9.2 Receive me, thy servant, as thy slave, and supply my deficiency, in order that I may properly serve thee. Make me, my son, such as thou desirest me to be in thy service. Then the most prudent mother turned toward the Eternal Father to offer up to him his only begotten, saying, Exalted creator of all the universe, here is the altar and the sacrifice acceptable in thy eyes. Malachi 3.4 
From this hour on, O Lord, look upon the human race with mercy, and inasmuch as we have deserved thy anger, it is now time that thou be appeased in thy son and mine. Let thy justice now come to rest, and let thy mercy be exalted. For on this account the word has clothed itself in the semblance of sinful flesh, Romans 8.2, and became a brother of mortals and sinners, Philippians 2.7. In this title I recognize them as brothers, and I intercede for them from my inmost soul. Thou, Lord, hast made me the mother of thy only begotten without my merit, since this dignity is above all merit of a creature. But I partly owe to men the occasion of the incomparable good fortune, since it is on their account that I am the mother of the word made man and redeemer of them all. I will not deny them my love or remit my care and watchfulness for their salvation. Receive, eternal God, my wishes and petitions for that which is according to thy pleasure and good will. 483. The mother of mercy turned also toward all mortals and addressed them, saying, Be consoled, ye afflicted, and rejoice, ye disconsolate. Be raised up, ye fallen. Come to rest, ye uneasy. Let the just be gladdened and the saints be rejoiced. Let the heavenly spirits break out a new jubilee. Let the prophets and the patriarchs of limbo draw new hope. And let the generations praise and magnify the Lord who renews his wonders. Come, come, ye poor, approach, ye little ones, without fear. For in my arms I bear the lion made a lamb. The Almighty become weak, the invincible subdued. Come to draw life, hasten to obtain salvation, approach to gain eternal rest. Since I have all this for all, and it will be given to you freely and communicated to you without envy. Do not be slow and heavy of heart, ye sons of men. And thou, O sweetest joy of my soul, give me permission to receive from thee that kiss desired by all creatures. Therewith the most blessed mother applied her most chaste and heavenly lips in order to receive the loving caresses of the divine child, who on his part, as her true son, had desired them from her. 484. Holding him in her arms, she thus served as the altar in the sanctuary, where the ten thousand angels adored in visible human forms their creator incarnate. And as the Most Blessed Trinity assisted in an especial manner at the birth of the Word, heaven was, as it were, emptied of its inhabitants, for the whole heavenly court had betaken itself to the blessed cave of Bethlehem, and was adoring the Creator in his garb and habit of a pilgrim. Philippians 2.7 And in their concert of praise, the holy angels intoned the new canticle, Gloria in excelsis Deo! et in terra paxo minibus bone voluntatis, Luke 2.14. In sweetest and sonorous harmony they repeated it, transfixed in wonder at the new miracles then being fulfilled at the unspeakable prudence, grace, humility, and beauty of that tender maiden of fifteen years, who had become the worthy trustee and minister of such vast and magnificent sacraments. 4.85. It was now time to call St. Joseph, the faithful spouse of the most discreet and attentive lady. As I have said above, number 472, he was wrapped in ecstasy in which he was informed by divine revelation of all the mysteries of the sacred birth during this night. But it was becoming that he should see, and before all other mortals, should, in his corporeal faculties and senses, be present and experience, adore, and reverence the word made flesh, For he of all others had been chosen to act as the faithful warden of this great sacrament. 
At the desire of his heavenly spouse, he issued from his ecstasy, and on being restored to consciousness, the first sight of his eyes was the divine child in the arms of the virgin. Mother, reclining against her sacred countenance and breast, there he adored him in profoundest humility and in tears of joy. He kissed his feet in great joy and admiration, which no doubt would have taken away and destroyed life in him, if divine power had not preserved it. And he certainly would have not lost all the use of his senses if the occasion had permitted. When St. Joseph had begun to adore the child, the most prudent mother asked leave of her son to arise, for until then she had remained on her knees. And while St. Joseph handed her the wrappings and swaddling clothes which she brought, she clothed him with incomparable reverence, devotion, and tenderness. Having thus swathed and clothed him, his mother, with heavenly wisdom, laid him in the crib, as related by St. Luke, Luke 2.7. For this purpose, she had arranged some straw and hay upon a stone, in order to prepare for the God-man his first resting place upon earth, next to that which he had found in her arms. According to divine ordainment, an ox from the neighboring fields ran up in great haste, and entering the cave, chose the beast of burden brought by the queen. The Blessed Mother commanded them, with what show of reverence was possible to them, to acknowledge and adore their Creator. The humble animals obeyed their mistress and prostrated themselves before the child, warming him with their breath and rendering him the service refused by men. And thus the God-made man was placed between two animals, wrapped in swaddling clothes and wonderfully fulfilling the prophecy, that the ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel hath not known me, and my people hath not understood. Teaching of the Most Holy Queen Mary 486 My daughter, if men would keep their hearts disengaged, and if they would rightly and worthily consider this great sacrament of the kindness of the Most High towards men, it would be a powerful means of conducting them in the pathway of life and subjecting them to the love of their Creator and Redeemer. For as men are capable of reasoning, if they would only make use of their freedom to treat this sacrament with the reverence due to its greatness, who would be so hardened as not to be moved to tenderness at the sight of their God become man, humiliated in poverty, despised, unknown, entering the world in a cave, lying in a manger, surrounding by brute animals, protected only by a poverty-stricken mother, and cast off by the foolish arrogance of the world? Who will dare to love the vanity and pride which was openly abhorred and condemned by the Creator of heaven and earth in his conduct? No one can despise the humility, poverty, and indigence which the Lord loved and chose for himself as the very means of teaching the way of eternal life. Few there are who stop to consider this truth and example, and account of this vile ingratitude, only the few will reap the fruit of these great sacraments. 487. But if the condescension of my most holy Son was so great as to bestow so liberally upon thee his light and knowledge concerning the vast blessings, ponder well how much thou art bound to cooperate with this light, in order that thou mayest correspond to this obligation. I remind and exhort thee to forget all that is of the earth and lose it out of thy sight, that thou seek nothing or engage thyself with nothing except what can help thee to withdraw and detach thee from the world and its inhabitants, so that with a heart freed from all terrestrial affection, 
Thou dispose thyself to celebrate it the mysteries of the poverty, humility, and divine love of the incarnate God. Learn from my example the reverence, fear, and respect with which thou must treat him. Remembering how I acted when I held him in my arms, follow my example whenever thou receivest him in thy heart, in the venerable sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, wherein is contained the same God-man who was born of my womb. In this holy sacrament thou receivest him and possessest him, just as really, and he remains in thee, just as actually, as I possessed him and conversed with him, although in another manner. 488. I desire that thou go even to extremes in this holy reverence and fear. I wish that thou take notice and be convinced that in entering into thy heart, in thy holy sacrament, thy God exhorts thee in the same words, which thou hast recorded as spoken to me. Become like unto me, his coming down from heaven unto the earth, his being born in humility and poverty, his living and dying in it, giving such rare example of the contempt of the world and its deceits, the knowledge which thou hast received concerning his conduct, and which thou hast penetrated so deeply by divine intelligence, all these things should be for thee like living voices, which thou must heed and inscribe in the interior of thy heart." These privileges have all been granted to thee in order that thou discreetly use the common blessings to their fullest extent, and in order that thou mayest understand how thankful thou must be to my most holy Son and Lord, and how thou should strive to make us a great return for his goodness, as if he had come from heaven to redeem thee alone, and as if he had instituted all his wonders and doctrines in the holy church for none else than thee." Galatians 7.20. This concludes our reading today for day number 153. We've been reading from volume 2, book 4, chapter 10, paragraphs 482 to 488. There's something just beautiful about picturing the Blessed Virgin Mary tenderly serving her son Jesus, clothing him, laying him in the manger, taking him in her arms, her speaking to the Christ child. It is in the incarnation that Jesus, who was in her womb, invisible to her, now has become visible and present. She is able to see, able to adore the face of God, that God who was hidden for nine months in the womb now is visible to all to Joseph, and to Mary. Our reading concluded today with this very beautiful line. These privileges have all been granted to thee, in order that thou discreetly use the common blessings to their fullest extent, and in order that thou may understand how thankful thou must be to my holy Son and Lord, and how thou should strive to make as great a return for his goodness, as he had come from heaven to redeem thee alone and as if he had instituted all his wonders and doctrines in the Holy Church for none else than thee. It's a reminder to us that Jesus would have came just for you. He would have came just for me. He came for all mankind, but he came for all of us. And as he's born, he's born to die born to set men free. He came to set you free from the snares of sin and death. He came to set me free 
from sin and death. Maybe one of the things as we think of Mary with the Christ child, maybe you want to find an image today. Maybe you have a picture in your home of Mary with the Christ child. And just spend a few moments looking at that image and thanking God for what he has accomplished in the mystery of the incarnation, of God becoming man, of Mary becoming the mother of the word incarnate. Thank God for Mary. Thank God for Jesus, who came to be our Savior. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes of the mystical city of God. I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.